My name is Scott Challoner, and this is the Leaders' Council podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. You join us here on a very cool wintry day here in the capital, but I am delighted to say that joining me on the show to hopefully add some warmth and brightness to affairs is Matthew Pomroy, Director at Foresight Group. Uh, Foresight Group is a leading independent infrastructure and private equity investment manager. Um, Matthew, real pleasure having you on the show with us today, and by all means, thank you for taking the time to join us. Thanks very much for having me. It's a real pleasure, Matt. Thank you. Um, now, just for those listeners tuning in today that might not be familiar with yourself and Foresight Group, I've obviously given a brief overview of what you do. You're sort of involved in independent infrastructure, private equity investment, but do you feel free to sort of expand upon that? Yeah, so uh, I'm a director out of the, uh, the, the Foresight team in Manchester, and, um, and I've been at Foresight for six years now. Um, Foresight manages circa 8 billion uh, of assets uh, on a global basis, but the area that I sit in and focus on is the private equity side of the business. And we we have investments in about 120 UK-based SMEs and are very much focused on investing in regional businesses to help support and, and grow those um, from a variety of different funds. Yeah, sounds fantastic. And um, for those unfamiliar with the concept of sort of FS investment, private equity investment, what is it that that involves? So, as I mentioned, we we have a variety of different funds that we invest from, right through from EIS funding through to VCTs, which is which is retail investments, um, through to our buyout funds, which is um, typically institutional investments. And we look to support businesses right through from early stage through to you know, helping helping founders realize their goals and their strategies over a period of you know, two, three, four, five years, how long that might take. And that might be helping them with, um, I would say, international expansion. It might be helping them with job growth. It might be helping them launch new products into new regions. Um, it might be as simple as supporting them with with their financial KPIs and and their reporting requirements. Um, but what we try and do is is you know not to not to take over the running of a business in the slightest, but mm. it's to work collaboratively collaboratively with a management team um, to help them achieve their goals, whatever those goals might be. Yeah, it certainly makes sense uh, from my perspective. And um, at a time where, you know, like the UK government is certainly talking up the need to kind of level up the country and sort of take thing to take take sort of the sort of the sole economic powerhouse status away from London and the southeast and spread that wealth all over the uh, the UK. Regional investment is going to become very much more important over the coming months and years, isn't it? Uh, without a doubt, yes. And uh, I think from a from a foresight point of view, we take very much a regional approach with our investments. So, you know, we look to raise funds locally from local government pension funds, and we look to establish offices and grow teams within particular regions. So, you know, we have offices now in, in Manchester, where I sit, in Cambridge, in Nottingham, in Edinburgh, and we look to develop out from there and, and build a network with with local businesses and with the local advisor network um, to, to try and support you know, what, whatever that might be, whether it's job growth, whether it's, you know, social impact, whether it's health issues, um, all of which um, 
you know, directors from the from the leveling up agenda. Um, and I think you know one of the things that's key to foresight is our sort of ESG principles. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, namely, namely five sort of key areas that we look at focusing on within a business um, and when we're supporting those regional businesses, which is the awareness, the environmental, the social engagement, the governance and the third party interactions of those businesses. And and we look to sort of monitor businesses in that way and help support them and ensure that they are they are reinvesting back into the regions they're from. Um, and as I say, you know, what is that to drive? It's to drive that local job growth. It's to improve the the local health conditions, whatever that might be. And I suppose there's a great amount of satisfaction to be gained from that, isn't there, from a personal perspective, sort of helping SMEs really exercise that impact in their local areas and sort of drive that kind of regional prosperity, that sort of real social impact that uh, you talked about before. It, it is, yeah. I mean, let's, let's, we're not forgetting here that we are a, we are a um, private equity house. So, you know, there is a drive towards the financial returns that we can, we can, deliver from from the investments as well but the you know the ESG is becoming more and more a focus of of not just us but others as well um and and I think you know when you can see a business yeah I I work with a healthcare business in the northwest when you can see that it's grown from 100 staff through to 200 staff and it's it's had you it's had tens of thousands of people go through its program on a community basis um, regarding either weight loss or smoking cessation, whatever it might be, that's, uh, I suppose that's it, the way you see the real impact of, of the investments that you're making. Mm. Yeah, absolutely as well. And um, just given sort of how uh, the pandemic over the last couple of years has really heightened awareness of sort of climate change, and we're talking about that as the uh, the next sort of big challenge we're all going to face, have you noticed that a lot of the sort of clients that you're working with are sort of very aware of where their investments are going in terms of is it going to have a beneficial environmental impact? I mean, is it going into sustainable projects? Is that something you see? I think if I mean we we assess every business on that on that basis when we when we look to make an investment. So if it if it isn't on their agenda, we like to think it, it is on the agenda during the course of our our investment life cycle and that that is improved throughout that investment life cycle so i think it's when we're meeting a management team it's you want to ensure that they 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 have one eye on that but it may be it may be just in one area or it may be not as well developed as as it could be and i think that's where you know we can we can provide that support and the learnings from other businesses that we've worked with to really help put that front of mind with those with those management teams and those shareholders um, and as I say it's it's one of those things that we we monitor very closely on a monthly basis and 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 as I say look to work with the management team to try and improve improve that as part of the investments alongside the financials and I think if you're improving both of those together then you you have a very well positioned business um, to to support the uh, to support that local community mm, exactly right and um just for some of those younger viewers that might be tuning into this uh, podcast today and we do tend to have quite um, a lot of them 
Um, what a lot of young people are doing that are looking to kind of get into sort of investment and get into business is they tend to look at growth investing as something to uh, to pursue and they're sort of putting uh, money into sort of growth stocks for sort of young or small companies and hopefully expecting uh, to increase their returns at an above average rate compared to sort of their industry sector or the overall market. Um, what are experiences have you had of sort of growth investing through sort of foresight is that something that you're also actively involved with yes as i said we, we have a we have some we have some early stage funds so we we have eis funding um uh, we have vct funding and we have um we we manage part of the midlands engines investment fund as well which are which are all funds that are dedicated towards sort of earlier stage and growth growth capital investments um I think with these, it's about it's about being able to support, you know, appreciate that some of these earlier stage investments or the growth investments can, particularly the growth stocks, can can move up and down very quickly. Um, and it's about being able to support that investment through those ups and downs. Um, and I appreciate that if you're supporting a growth stock, you might not want to follow on. But I think from a from a private equity point of view, that's that's part of it. It's it's supporting. A business over a period of years and ensuring that you're providing with the right amount of capital to to achieve to help them achieve their goals um, mm. and I'll say you know the I suppose one of the one of the great things about our job is is you get to spend time with those management teams and you help to you're able to help and support them on the strategy um, so it's not just it's not just making the investment and I think that that's something that's very satisfying about uh, about the role we have. Yes, I can certainly um, imagine so. I mean, it's that kind of collaboration, that almost networking, isn't it? And um, there, is, there is a lot to be gained from sort of approaching others. I mean, when you are looking to um, invest, I mean, it's important to recognise that, you know, you're not actually alone in doing so. It's not all guesswork. You can sort of approach people. You can seek advice. And I suppose for somebody who is looking to sort of start their own business or is looking to invest, I suppose going out and networking, seeking sort of the right advice from the right people. I mean, that's one of the best things that you can do early on, isn't it? I think that's invaluable. Um, and I think, you know, we, a lot of, uh, a lot of the opportunities that we look at come from the networks that many of us have built over the last 10, 15, 20 years. Um, but I think, you know, the best businesses we see, are those that have gone and sought help early and gone and sought professional advice early or, or brought on a non-exec director or, or, or just speak to people that have been there and done it before because many, many businesses experience the same pitfalls that, that, that others have. And if, if someone's there to guide you or, 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 or answer your question for you, then, then no doubt you, you, you won't fall at the first, second or third hurdle because you'll, you'll have, you'll know what to expect. But I think there's there's probably nothing worse than going it alone, particularly when there's a lot of people out there willing to help, a lot of networks out there that are willing to help. And even even the likes of you know, speaking to a us or, or another private equity house and, and just getting some hint, hints and tips on what you might look to do regarding if you're, if you're you know, pulling together a business plan, for example, what does an investor look for in that business plan? You know, what does... What does an investor look for in in you know, how detailed do you have to go in your, into your financials? Do you, do you need to build a financial model? You know all of these sort of things that that if someone's starting out that that they may not know, they may not have thought of, they may have thought of it all, but there's no harm in 
in asking um, in asking for that that advice. And a lot of it is uh, uh, many people be willing to give it for um, because they enjoy it. Exactly right. I mean, it's not always going to sort of cost you going and seeking that advice. I think you're absolutely right in saying that. And it is something for anybody with that big idea who's looking to start out to sort of really consider. And another thing as well, you mentioned that businesses do tend to go through sort of the same pitfalls. And, you know, where those sort of pitfalls and those setbacks do come, I suppose it's important as well that you don't sort of view those failures, if we call them that, as a terminal thing. It's about sort of learning from those experiences and using that to sort of self-develop and move forward in a positive way. And sometimes I think, especially in this country, we can kind of shy away from failures and setbacks somewhat, can't we? Yeah, without a doubt. I think, you know, no one gets it right every time. Um, and, you know, that's that's part of investing. Um, you know, we... we we invest in a portfolio for a reason. Uh, you know, you'll have, you know, we've got 120, 120 plus businesses across the different funds we manage at the moment, across a variety of sectors, a variety of different stages of investment. And and the reason for that is to, to spread risk and spread our investors risk. Um, because no doubt uh, during every, every business, there'll be, there'll be lumps and bumps in the road that, that we have to navigate. Um, and that could be for anything from from needing a refinance to a product not working to you know a, a, a sales director not working out to whatever it might be. But but I think as long as you, you you're able to take those on board and as you said learn from those experiences that you've had, then then you'll only come out stronger at the other side. That's exactly right. And when we talk about sort of lumps and bumps in the road, I mean, we've probably had one of the biggest over the last couple of years, haven't we, with the COVID-19 pandemic. And now it seems that economically we've kind of come out of the other side of that. We're sort of removing ourselves from the acute phase of it all and looking toward the challenges of the post-COVID world. And as we start to sort of see the mist clear and we start to really see those challenges come into view, I'd be interested to understand as well, Matt, um, what sort of projects, what aims and ambitions are on the horizon for Foresight Group over this new year and beyond? Um, yeah, and I think picking up on that, I think, you know, part of this 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 sort of post-COVID era is going to be really understanding what the what the COVID impact really has been over the last sort of couple of years, because every business has experienced it in a different way. And, and some businesses in the portfolio, we've thought, they do fantastically well, and others we thought haven't, and it's it's not been it's not been the case. So I think it, there's a bit of understanding there about the recovery from COVID and, and the impact it's had. I think from a foresight point of view, you know, there's there's a number of trends that we're seeing across our portfolio that that we will have to navigate over the next 12 months, and that that includes things like you know we've got we've got a rising inflation rate. We've got shipping costs going through the roof. Mm. We've got um, a number of businesses experiencing supply chain issues off, you know, with post-Brexit post um, post changes. And I think the other thing as well is with, with, um, with a new sort of almost working from home environment across a lot of things, we're, we're experiencing recruitment challenges as well across the market, um, across a number of the portfolio companies as, as, as there's this, you know, with people working from home, there's, there's, that people are able to to pick up jobs further further afield. So I think we've got.
got a number of challenges that, that we need to work through at, at Foresight and, and, and others. But I think, you know, it should be an exciting year ahead for us. We've got we've got more funds under management than we've ever had. Um, we've got a we've got a hopefully a number of new funds that may come to market. Um, and yeah, we're 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 constantly fundraising and 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 looking to to grow our team and our office base across across the UK. Um, and always excited to work with new new businesses as well um so i think we've yeah it should be a well, hopefully a, a, a an exciting 12 months hopefully so certainly and i think you did raise a really important point there as well in the sense that some businesses of course have been adversely affected by covid but you know there are others out there given the nature of what they do that have sort of capitalized on the opportunity and that just sort of shows doesn't it that amid all of the uh, the tragedy that something like a pandemic brings you know there are always opportunities there there's always a silver lining in the dark cloud and business and industry somewhere along the line is always going to be in a position to capitalize and you know that just shows how adaptable business really is yeah that that's right and i think i think the businesses that have fared the best are those that are those that acted quickly um you know were able to were able to sort of change direction or or or, or launch that new product or or double down on something and and but it was that that monitoring the cash flow acting quickly utilizing government support or whatever it might have been i think those those are the businesses that, that have fared well and as you say i think a lot will come out stronger um stronger because of it um and uh, and hopefully have, have taken you know i'd say taken advantage of a number of opportunities that have that have taken place over the last over the last 12 24 months as well um mm. and i know you know across our portfolio i've said 120 businesses uh, we like to think that most of most have fared well and uh and we'll see we'll see a growth across 2022 hopefully so and like i say um as well as obviously the businesses that you work with enjoying that growth hopefully we'll see some of those ambitions of your own at foresight being born out over the uh, the next 12 months and beyond as well and it would be fantastic actually to sort of catch up in future at some point uh, matthew and just kind of see how uh, things are panning out with that because there are always a great many variables in this but hopefully it will be sort of a real era of success moving forward now that we are out of covid hopefully Let, we'd like to think so wouldn't we let's hope for a uh, hope for no more lockdowns and uh, and and less testing that would be a that would be a great year wouldn't it and we can all get away on holiday it would be brilliant and i suppose we're all sort of looking ahead with a bit of optimism now that the prime minister has hinted that all restrictions could be gone by the end of february so let's just keep our fingers crossed that that might be the case um otherwise uh, matthew it's been an immense pleasure welcoming you onto the show today to discuss some of these subjects it's been really enlightening for myself as well and um do take care and stay safe with all still going on as well thanks very much for having me uh, really enjoyed it likewise as well and i'm sure the listeners also share that sentiment and i do hope that everybody tuning in did enjoy the interview with foresight groups matt pomroy just as much as i 
And um, if you are listening in today and you do own your own business or own organization and you feel that you have your own story of success and innovation to share with us here at the Leaders' Council, then by all means, we also want to hear from you. So why not also apply to be on the show via leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply. Um, Until next time to all of our regular listeners, please do take care and goodbye.